What's good, y'all? We are back again with another episode of your favorite podcast. I think I'm going to name today's episode, What's Cooking on the Court, right? Because so much has literally transpired. So much has literally happened um, since we last touched base, since the last podcast. Last podcast was with Jalen Hill. If you have not tuned in, go make that move, okay? Um so much has been going on, but before we even touch on everything, all of the topics I'm going to discuss today, I just want to give my condolences to the family of Terrence Clark, um, who was a Kentucky men's Kentucky basketball player, decided to declare for the NBA draft, just recently signed with Clutch Sports, and unfortunately, um, he lost his life in a car crash. Uh, so that's just extremely unfortunate and just another reminder that life is so short and just things can be taken away from you in a quick second. So just wanted to take a second to send my condolences over to Cl Clutch Sports and their family and most importantly, the Clark family. And then we're just going to hop straight into it, right? So the first thing, the WNBA draft, y'all, we had a WNBA draft that was surreal. That was amazing. Um, and most importantly, I don't know about you guys, but that was honestly the first time in my lifetime. I don't know, maybe a girl is just more into sports now. Or I'm more interactive on social media. But honestly, that was the first time in my life where I've ever seen the WNBA draft and the women in the draft have so much visibility like the men do. Um, I've never, like, we literally seen the reactions with their family of them getting drafted, uh, what was happening, and visibility is key, y'all. And literally, that was the first time that I've ever seen people just really hype them up, them have so much support from men and women in sports. And so, to me, that excites me because that's just another testament to the fact that, like, women's sports were coming, we booming, y'all, y'all need to get on a, like, train because women's sports are literally coming for y'all, literally. And so... Top five picks were Charlie Collier, Awak, Ari McDonald. I feel like I'm going to mispronounce her name, but it's Kiersey, Chelsea. And then number six pick was Michaela. And guess what, y'all? I got a surprise for y'all. Michaela is coming on the podcast. The number six pick in the WNBA draft will be on the podcast super soon. So stay tuned for that episode, right? But besides that, it's just, I was just so excited because it was just the fact that women had visibility. I mean, like people were excited. You seen Michaela's grandmother excited. You seen Charlie's mother excited. You seen Aries family and what they were doing. And just to really see that, it just shows that, okay, we're taking the initiative. Women's sports is actually going somewhere. And I'm just super excited to see where it goes. I'm super excited just to see what happens. And most importantly, the teams, um, the Wings, Atlanta Dream picked up Aerie, Renee Montgomery, shout out to you. That was smart. Um, Aerie's a dog. So I'm just excited to see what's going to happen and how they're going to play out with the teams. Also in the WNBA, though, trade, trade alert. Who got traded? Lexi Brown, shooter, okay? Chicago Sky literally just picked her up. Um, she's a shooter. They got a dangerous backcourt, honestly. Then on top of that, you got Candace Parker. You got Diamond. You got Sloot. I can't even do nothing but smile. I'm just super excited to see what's going to happen this season. I think this is a great opportunity for Lexi. I definitely think this is a great opportunity for her. Um, I think this backcourt is good for her. Most importantly, I mean, she's in my hometown, Chi-Town. So I'm excited. I'm super excited. And if this gives me a chance to get closer to Lexi or Lexi, you get on the podcast. I'm waiting for you. I'm looking for you. But I'm super excited about that trade. I think everything's going to be amazing over there. And I think there's so much talent within the WNBA now. I mean, 
so many teams are stacked in different ways. You got the Vegas Aces, you got Chicago Sky, you got Atlanta Dream, you got Seattle <laughs> reigning champions. You just have so many teams with so, so, so much talent. So I think this upcoming season is going to be super interesting and most importantly, amazing. And I am super excited to see it. Past WNBA, let's talk about the NBA. So many injuries. Injuries are honestly my least favorite part about sports and my least favorite part about the game because I just think it's extremely unfortunate. Um, and it, it typically, in my opinion, it always happens when um, a player is on a high or something's going extremely well, and then up, here comes the injury, up, here comes the NCL tear, ACL tear, whatever the situation may be. And I hate that because I think it's super unfortunate and it just – literally disrupts the entire team, especially if it's a star player. And I think every player is crucial to every single team. And when things like this happen, it just really upsets me because I hate injuries. I hate that. And um, we got a couple. So Jamal Murray tore his ACL. Like that is unfortunate. I was like, Dang, Jamal, you know, like, because he's been having an amazing season. And most importantly, the Nuggets have been on a high ever since they played well in the bubble, you know, and that was their time to really showcase to people like, hey, we a team, we got this, we can do this, right? And then you come into another season, Jokic is um, MVP runner. I mean, he's putting up amazing points. He's averaging 30 in the past, I think, 10 games, he's averaged 31 points, 13.7 rebounds, and 8.7 assists. That's amazing. And now the team is just disrupted by Jamal Murray's injury. Um, he tore his ACL, and that is just a hard um, injury to come back from. That's not an easy injury. So really praying for his recovery. Um, but the Nuggets' chance of uh, <laughs> advancing now, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not going to say that I'm going to get anywhere. But without Jamal Murray, I mean, that's the key piece. Like, who y'all got now? Um, Aaron... Gordon and Jokic, I mean, that ain't going to be enough, right? Because the key thing was Jokic is a great passer. He's this, he's that. But he also needs the other point guard to set them up and facilitate them. And they also lost Jeremy Grant. I don't know what's going to happen, man. They got Dante on the team, but we'll just see. But sending our prayers up to Jamal Murray because that's extremely unfortunate. And he was just really having a breakout year and just really solidifying himself as a hooper. And, um, yeah, that ain't what's happening right now. So we'll just see what's going to happen with the Nuggets. I don't know what's going to happen, but we will see, right? Uh, two, Trey Young, Trey Young. He just recently got injured, um, had like an ankle injury or whatever the situation may be. Hoping everything's okay with that. Um, but that's unfortunate for Atlanta, too. I mean, they need him, right? They have some great pieces, but they need Trey Young. Who doesn't need Trey Young, right? So um, just sending my prayers up for him. KD, Nets. We all had this dream of the Nets being an amazing team, and I'm not saying that they aren't amazing because they are doing well, but literally, in all honesty, Harden is carrying them. I mean, out of the big three, Harden is the only consistent one. I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie chooses when he wants to play. He has family, personal issues, whatever the situation may be. I mean, my guy, <laughs> he's not playing every game. So, and then on top of that, KD was out due to COVID restrictions and all of these things, COVID tracing. Now a thigh contusion. I mean, dang, can they win? Like, clearly they can't. Like, I mean, they're winning games, but they're losing some. And it's also the fact that, like, okay, if we're saying they're a 
um, championship caliber team, I would like to see all three healthy big three with the Nets. And that's just something that we're lacking. That's something that we're not seeing. And it's unfortunate, right? I mean, I hate it, but I don't know what to do. Like, so I don't know, you know, I'm not going to diss the Nets and say they're not going to win a championship. Y'all know I don't bet against nobody, okay? I'm never betting against Braun, period. Unless it's like a Steph Curry, you know, 2016, 2015 Steph Curry. I was going for the Golden State Warriors, but other than that, my money's on Braun. So I don't know, but I just think it's very essential that the Nets really get together as a big three, really come together. And y'all got to play together because, I mean, playoffs are coming extremely soon, and I haven't seen all of them play together healthy for over two games. So that's a concern. And I just need Kyrie to be a little more consistent on the court, bro, because you're getting this back, and I'm just not understanding why you aren't playing Kyrie. But, hey, I don't know. Then we got LaMelo Ball. Hooper, Hooper, okay. He was – so the unfortunate thing about his injury is that he was – um lead for rookie of the year now it's more so anthony edwards um jay sean tate <laughs> um hallis burden like all of these people so we'll really see what happens but y'all know i'm a huge Lamelo fan i think it was just a great pickup for charlotte michael jordan knew he was doing a whole coaching staff shout out to them really put a team together miles bridges has been hooping for them though like uh, body okay hooping for them but that ain't enough right now, right? So they need LaMelo back. I think that's their key piece. That's their facilitator. That's their key person. And I'm super excited for him to just come back. I know recently, I'm recording this on April 23rd. He just got his cast off recently. He'll be back in basketball and practice activities. So I am just extremely excited to see him play again because LaMelo, LaMelo is an exciting person to see hoop, right? Um, he has that flashiness about him. Most importantly, he knows how to pass. He knows how to hoop. Like he knows how to do everything. So I think that's a key piece for them. They can still make it to the playoffs if he comes back healthy and they really just get in a good groove and they can consistently win. Yeah, they'll make the playoffs. And I'm excited because they haven't done that since Kimba and rookie of the year. I mean, hey, I ain't going to say it's going to LaMelo, but if he comes back and start hooping and get them to the playoffs, et cetera, LaMelo might be coming for y'all neck. Anthony Edwards and Jay Sean Tate. Come on now. But, uh, to, ooh, who next? Anthony Davis, AD. AD has been out for forever. Literally, I mean, dang near all, the whole entire season at this point. Um, So that's crazy. He's supposed to be coming back soon. I think within a week or two, that's going to be exciting because AD is a unicorn. AD's huge, but he can pass. But he can hit the mid-range. He can hit the three. And the Lakers need him. Um, the Lakers have me a little concerned, too. I ain't even just going to talk about the Nets because y'all know the Lakers my team, but I still got to call them out. I'm concerned with them, too, because it's like they haven't all really played together either. I know Paul Gasol was saying how he didn't know his role when Montrez came and all of the, Dennis Schroeder and all of these other factors. Like, they have a stacked team, but I really think it's essential for them to figure out, okay, what are the different lineups? How do we put this together and how do we move forward? So I still think that's something that they got to still work through. I mean, Brian has to come back too. So they're missing some key components, but I think they're going to they gonna pull it together. Y'all know I got fifth in my team. So I think they're going to pull it together, get it together, and really get the ball rolling. Next, we're going to talk about the MVP race. Now, before we even talk about the MVP race, y'all know I really have a true issue, like literally at the NBA, if y'all listening to this, I have a true issue with y'all because, okay, in my opinion, MVP means most valuable player. Am I correct? 
most valuable player. Okay, now, the NBA literally makes MVP about who carried their team to the most wins this season. But I don't necessarily think that's the correct criteria to be naming MVP around. I think there's so much more to an MVP, right? Most valuable player. Most valuable player for the team. Most valuable player for the league. Most valuable player for, you know, just all of the situations that they're in. And, I mean, this season is amazing because there are so many front runners. Like, there are so many people literally leading their team, literally carrying their team, literally playing, like, top tier amazing. As of right now, my MVP is between Joel Embiid and Stephen Curry. Now, y'all might be like, and I you tripping, like, Steph got injured a couple days, you know, he ain't been doing this the whole season. But, I mean, Steph is hooping. Like, Steph literally changed the game of basketball and is continuing to do that. On top of that, he's making history in this season, past Will Chamberlain for for the most points um, in the franchise history. I mean, he's been hooping. Like, it's just one of them things, like, how can you deny it? Steph is literally averaging, listen, 40.8 points per game. He's averaging what? 40.8 points per game, y'all. 6.2 rebounds, 4.4 assists. And on top of that, 72 threes over his last 10 games. What? 72 threes over 10 games? Like, this man is a cheat code. Literally. Literally. Okay? I mean... Steph Hoopin, despite the record of what Golden State is going through, I mean, y'all got to take it into consideration. Who they got for real? Nobody, okay? They got Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre is not going to do too much. Draymond Green is just a role player, for being honest. He's not going to put up more than 10 points a game, if that. Um, I mean, who who else? I mean, Clay is injured. Like, And then on, on top of that, you got James Wiseman. He's injured his freshman season, rookie season. I mean, it's not too much to work with, but for Steph to still be continuously putting up these numbers despite everything that their team has gone through, y'all don't think that's the most valuable player? I mean, Steph is hooping. So right now, that's my top pick. And my issue is, like, I feel like the NBA just really be tripping. And I think, it like, the MVP award is rigged because, like, come on now. Last season, Braun should have got MVP if we being real. He didn't get it. And I'm positive that Steph isn't going to get it this season. But do I think he deserves it? Yes. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Another front runners, Jokic, like we talked about with the Nuggets. I talked about what he's averaging, 31 points, 13.7 rebounds, 8.7 assists. That's amazing, too. And on top of that, he's a big guy. Like, he's passing. 8.7 assists? For a big guy? I mean, talking about the biggest guy in a court? You hooping, Jokic? Like, literally. And for you to be, my thing is, he's so, like, he's literally the definition of a fundamentally sound big and, most importantly, a fundamentally sound player. Because this man be moving at one miles per hour, and I mean, uh uh, Euro, hoop, pass. Like, what? This man's moving slow, but he's just so fundamentally sound and. I mean, 10 times better than his opponent is typically. So he's just been hooping. Harden. Harden's been putting up great numbers too. Do I think he's MVP? No. I don't think he's MVP, but I do think he's been having an amazing season with the Nets. And honestly, it's looking like it was a good pickup for the Nets. I and I'm gonna I'm gonna even go back too, because I know when 
I made an episode and it was titled, Are the Brooklyn Nets Crazy? Because I'm like, what the hell are they doing with James Harden on their team? Like, how is this going to work? I digress, okay? James Harden was a good pickup for them because, I mean, hey, KD, Kyrie's consistent. You need another superstar that's going to be there to really carry your team and propel them to the next level. Harden has been that person for them. So shout out to Harden. And most importantly, he's in a better place. Like you could tell he loves his environment, super energetic, super happy about being in Brooklyn. So, I mean, if that works for him, hey, I digress. I don't have anything to say, but he's having an amazing season too. Joel Embiid, like I said again, 76ers have been doing well. But the thing is, Joel Embiid has been hooping since day one, since first game of the season. And he's continuously did that and continuously put up numbers. I mean, really, like, for my listeners, like, literally, like, imagine right now, literally imagine being consistent and being excellent every single game. I mean, that's the average. The average is 29.9 points per game. The average is 11.2 rebounds. The average is 3.1 assists. That's the average accumulation of all of his stats. That's not every single game. There are there are games when there's 40 points. There are games when there's 35 points, 29 points, whatever the situation may be. And so for me, and B has been putting up numbers, and I I really, in my opinion, I think MB has a chip on his shoulder, which I love, especially since the whole moment with um Kawhi, where you know they lost. And so I think he has a lot to prove and and Joel and B has a lot of potential. So I'm just super excited. I don't know where the 76ers are going to go. I just think this um season is just so stacked. I mean, we got Utah, Phoenix Suns, we got 76ers. I mean, we got the Lakers, we got the Brooklyn Nets, we got the Clippers, Paul George is hooping. We got Damian Lillard with the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, it's so many people. We got Miami Heat. Like, it's so much talent and it's just amazing to even fathom, right? Luca's been hooping too. Then you got Giannis and also, you know, my one of my favorite point guards in the league, D Lillard. Damian Lillard has been hooping too, and he's been doing a lot with um the Trailblazers, and they got a good team over there too. So it's just so many factors. Top leaders, in my opinion. I mean, those are the top leaders compared to stats and what people are stacking them up to. However, if I was to choose an MVP, it was probably going to be Steph or it's probably going to be Joel B. I mean, we got a lot of season left. You know, MVP is announced after playoffs, which is why I definitely don't think Steph's going to get it. But, you know, we're not going to be pessimistic or anything. We're going to be optimistic. And um, those are my leaders right now. But you got a lot of people hooping and a lot of teams to look out for. So y'all stay on the lookout. Y'all know I'm going to be watching the games, but y'all should too because really at this point – I don't know who's going to win MVP, rookie of the year. It can be Anthony Edwards. It could be LaMelo. It could be um, Jay Sean Tate. It could be so many people. Like, there are just so many things just up in the air, you know? Uh, so that's amazing. And we'll just really see what happens with that. Other news, point God. Point God. If you don't know who I'm talking about when I say that, then you need to get in tune, okay? Point God. We got Chris Paul, past Magic Johnson, on the list of all-time assists, he's currently the fifth. You know, y'all know since last season, since even before I started the podcast, I've always been a believer in Chris Paul. I think he's one of the very few true point guards that we have left in the NBA. Um, he's a gem. He's essential. And we really got to hone in on him and be grateful for him because, I mean, man, like, really, like, man okay and so that's amazing I'm just super excited to see his progress and what he does because 
I think it's going to be dope. But, I mean, we'll see what happens, right? We'll definitely see what happens. But he has been hooping. Like, it's been amazing to see, to watch. Like, in fifth time, fifth all-time assist. Like, literally think back on your career and be like, I just passed Magic Johnson. Like, an all-time assist. Like, I literally will probably be in history for quite a while. Like, that's amazing to me. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so I'm just excited to see what he's going to do up there uh, with Devin Booker. But they got some amazing pieces, and we'll see. Like, at this point, Chris Paul should just be like an experiment, like the person who goes to every team and literally turns it around. Like, who the heck thought OKC was going to go to the playoffs last season? Nobody. CP3 made it happen, right? So he's just a game changer for me, and I'm congratulations to him. Also, Dwayne Wade. My boy say he's he's not just the king of Miami. He's going to be the king of Utah because that man is a owner now. That man has ownership, okay? Dropped the big bag on the Utah Jazz, and he's currently a part owner of the Utah Jazz. So that's amazing to me, and I think it's a great step. My question to him would be, why choose Utah and not Miami first? Because uh, I know people were asking him that, and he was just like, this is not a downplayment to you. I mean, Miami, I still have love for Miami. That's still my city, but this is the next step in my career. And I'm just really curious to pick his brain, like, okay, why Utah? Like, why not Miami first? You know, why not where your roots were? What? How much – you clearly see a lot of potential with the Utah Jazz. So I just wonder why that happened. I think it's amazing when – like, nobody else had heard about that until the announcement dropped, right? So that was just great. And I'm super happy for him because I think the most important thing that we need in the NBA and at the higher level is people who have played the game and who understand the game. Like, a lot of these referees never even played professional basketball before. They just be calling anything, y'all, just messing up the game. You got people in the front office who can't relate to players, who don't know what's the right thing to do, who honestly don't even know the right way to handle situations when players are let go from teams, et cetera. And so I think we can start changing those things by having people in the front office who have been in the same position as those who are on the court. And relatability is the most important thing and holding yourselves accountable. And I definitely think if we have more um, former, you know, vets in there, I think a lot of the issues with the NBA will slowly be resolved, slowly but surely, right? And then A-Rod owns a part of the Minnesota Timberwolves now, and it's so funny because Anthony Edwards was like, who is that? <laughs> like, I heard of him, but I don't even know who bro is. So that's funny to me because, like, Anthony, how you don't know who A-Rod is? But okay. Um, but he has part ownership. So, I mean, coming from baseball and being part owner of a basketball team, uh, we'll see. I don't know if his IQ is there. I don't know what his intentions are for the team, but we'll definitely see how it goes and how the players uh, appreciate his management. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Also, big news, Zion Williamson. Now, y'all know I'm not a big fan of everybody, you know, signing with Jordan because I think all the shoes look alike. And then on top of that, <laughs> Jordan's shoes are going to always outsell yours. But hey, Congratulations to Zion Williamson. He got his first shoe called the Zion One. Um, shoes inspired, colorways inspired after his mother, where he's come from, etc. cetera. Uh, so just excited for him because I know he's had really just trials and tribulations when coming into the league. After getting injured at Duke, coming in, not being as healthy as he wanted to for the Pelicans. And now this season he's actually been in a run and actually been doing well. So congratulations to him. That's amazing. 
like I said, though, you know, I, I think it's always a child's dream to support Jordan and to sign with Jordan. But most importantly, is it always the best move for you? No, because at the end of the day, Jordan owns your shoes. And I mean, his shoes are going to always outsell yours. Like nobody at Nike, Braun's shoes are always going to sell. Kyrie's shoes are always going to sell. Like I feel like also too, shout out to Jason Lay, a part of Grady Media. My guy made a tweet about this. And he was basically like, I feel like Nike is the only person who has like shoes that differentiate from one another. And I agree because a lot of the Jordans and the, the style, the setup, like a lot of those shoes, like Adidas, Derrick Rose, um, Harden, Damian Little, a lot of their shoes just look alike. Nike's really the only company, in my opinion, who has some distinction between that, really lets their stuff stand out and be different. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see, but definitely happy for him. And then, like I said, outside of injuries, we got to talk about just health issues. Recently, LaMarcus Aldridge, I mean, when I was younger, this was one of my favorite bigs, just watching him on Portland and watching him on various other teams. Like, this man was a GOAT, okay, like a cheat code. And I remember I was a huge Bulls fan when I was younger, and watching them hoop against the Bulls, like, I used to be pissed, but, like, happy. Like, okay, LaMarcus is a hooper. And, unfortunately, he just decided to retire from the game of basketball. And I think this topic is one that isn't talked about because he had to retire due to health issues and heart problems. And it's just so unfortunate when – I mean, you have to play through all of those things and then you have to take in consideration, okay, now I got to give up my source of income because my life is on the line. And the same thing happened with Chris Bosh. And so those two can relate. So really just sending out my prayers to him, wishing him well wishes. And he had an amazing season. Portland, if y'all listening, y'all got to get that man's jersey up in the Raptors. Like he's a GOAT for real. And I think one of the greatest bigs, and I think a Hall of Fame player, let me know which, if y'all agree or not, but definitely a hooper. So that's really just been this episode of what's cooking on the court. Wanted to let y'all know just, I mean, so much has been happening. So had to update y'all everything that has been happening, WNBA side, NBA side, um, accolades, news, new owners, et cetera. And y'all know literally every week there's always more to come. So we'll see what's happening next. But without further ado, we out. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. And if you haven't, go subscribe, leave a five-star review, and I'll catch y'all on the next episode. Stay tuned. We got a Illini gymnast coming up. We got a Illini football player coming up. And most importantly, the number six WNBA draft. Stay tuned, y'all. I appreciate it. We out.